Welcome to another edition of On the Inside Track. Have you ever wondered how a person became who they are today? How did they come to certain beliefs? How did they choose a particular path? Who or what influenced the person they are now? Join me, Debbie Hazelton, on the Inside Track as one-on-one my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here on the Inside Track. Here is the schedule for On the Inside Track on ACB Radio Mainstream. All times are listed in Eastern and Pacific. Monday, 3 a.m. and p.m. Wednesday, 9 p.m. Thursday, 9 a.m. 3 a.m. and p.m. On the Inside Track on ACB Radio Mainstream. Brought to us by the American Council of the Blind. Hello and welcome to another edition of On the Inside Track. And here we are. Today is actually New Year's Day. Wow. 2020. And I'm very excited to have, whom you will be hearing shortly, Chrissy Cochran. Now, some of you remember Chrissy from when she was the managing director of ACB Radio And there are so many changes that have been going on with ACB Radio. I've been thinking a lot about Chrissy and was so happy to reach out to her and get caught up with her, find out many of the wonderful things that she is doing with the Global Voice and also many of the things that she thinks about that are important to her, that have been major changes in her life and what she adds to our community. I just think Chrissy is one of those people who has continued to keep her vision global in what she's doing. And uh, gosh, she's so fun. Many of you remember how much fun Chrissy is. And many of you still know who listen to the Global Voice Radio. So um, thank you so much for listening. And here we go with the time that I spent with Chrissy Cochran. So I am absolutely honored to have a very special person to many of us and a longtime friend to our community, even though we weren't always in touch. We are here with Chrissy Cochran. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Debbie. How are you? And how's ATB Radio these days? I trust well. It's well and it's getting better all the time. We have many worker bees doing um, a lot of things that, that probably should have had lots of different people helping oh, out. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And how's the global voice? Burgling along nicely. We're just about to uh, relaunch our brand new website at midnight UTC on January the 1st. Fabulous. Wow. And how is this website going to be different? Or what's... what's- our website for the last 10 years has been... How can I put this? Utilitarian? Uh, All text, no graphics or anything, no themes or anything. So we've got someone in and said, give it a facelift. So they did, and they have, and it will. Great. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, I know ACB Radio is doing a lot of work toward rebranding that we've 
been talking about for a while. But, you know, every time I tune into the Global Voice, I am very impressed with a whole lot of quality that you have going on there, um, just of all kinds of quality of, of uh, the production, the types of shows, uh, and your, pre- your presence is just constant over the years. Oh, I shall send the bill in later. No, no, seriously. Um, I, I think part of that is because when we started it, we modeled it on more the English system rather than the American, whereas the American tend to have format-based radio. It might be a country format, might be whatever, talk or sports or that sort of thing. We decided to go multi, so we've got some talk shows, we've got music, etc. And we've always been that way. And the other golden rule we had, no automated music. Oh, Excellent. So you, you're using replays then? We use replays, yes, of course. It's a 24-hour station. You've got to. You can't get that number of people to stay. You know, you, you'd need a staff of about 50 or 60 to do that. I remember hearing you when you were with us talking about how hard it was to get those, those hours covered here. You would always refer to stupid o'clock. Well, it's, it's, look, these days it's extremely easy to set up a radio station. You can do it in half an hour flat if you've got the software. No problem whatsoever. The real problem comes getting programs for it. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing to do to come up with a good schedule, as I'm sure those worker bees at ACB Radio know. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to come up with a schedule for a 24-hour service without either having to rely on repeats, even, even the BBC do that now, mm-hmm. or, or running automated music. And I thought, well, repeats are the line of least resistance and, and the nicer thing for the listener. But that's just my view. Well, but it makes sense. And again, it comes with a rich uh, treasure trove of lots of experience. Were you doing radio before you came to ACB Radio? Nope. No, I was doing amateur radio and that sort of thing. And I suppose playing music and what have you uh, to live audiences gives you a bit of mic experience. But apart from that, that's all I was doing. Well, I know I told you a little bit about this show on the Inside Track. It's a look at choices over the course of our lives and, and a look at what kinds of choices or what kinds of experience maybe led you to choices that contributed to who you were then and that helped to move you to where you are now? I would really like for us to talk about you and your choices. Me? Well, all right. (laughs) You want a sort of potted history? Sure, whatever you want to give us. I, I, I was born in New Zealand. Ah, way back into last century. Oh, it's a long time ago now, folks. Anyway, and came over here at the tender age of 11. Now, those who have been with ACB Radio for many, many years will know, and those that haven't won't, so I'll tell you, I am what is known as transgendered, which means that I was of one gender and I transferred to the other. And that was a major life choice. I don't even get much more major than that. That is pretty major. Absolutely. Were you, how old were you when you, well, when you knew you wanted to do this and when you actually did it? 
I think I've always known it, and that's the problem. For 50-odd years, I accepted the way things were, but knew that there was something not as it should be, and I, I knew what it was, and I thought, nah, can't be, you know, I mean, it, it, that's ridiculous. And you also hear of, in those days anyway, makes it sound ancient, but it's not that long ago, um, things didn't always go right with people who did do that change. I'm talking physically, if they had the surgery and what have you, and you heard all these sort of horrid stories that went around, and you thought, oh, I can survive this, can't I? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. And then you suddenly think, life's getting on, and the answer to that question, can I survive it, is no, unless I do something about it. Mm-hmm. So approximately the age of 55 or thereabouts, I thought, right, time to do something. Um, and there are those that would say, I was, was married at the time, and there are those that would say, that's an exceedingly selfish thing to do. Think of the other partner. And I did. God knows I did. But mm-hmm. the alternative would have been not to be here. It was, it was that sort of desperate, if you like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I approached a well-known doctor at the time, a wonderful gentleman called Russell Reed, who sat me down and he said, all right. What's all this about? What, what, so I, I told him, I had about an hour consultation. After very, very searching questions, and I mean really searching, I wouldn't want to go through that again. He said, right, we will start you on a low dose of hormones, of, of estrogen, and see how it goes, because that tells us a lot. So he did that, and fortunately for me, it went well. Mm-hmm. Oh, There we are, burbling away on hormones and things like that. And then comes the tricky bit. And this is a thing that any other, I'm not going to say illness, it's not an illness, or I'm not quite sure what the word I want here. Situation, condition, if you like, Mm -hmm. is the difficulty of this particular thing is that you have to change your outside image. But you have to change the way you appear to other people. Oh, sure. Yeah. And in any other condition, if you like, that is um, either forced upon you, for example, let's say you lose a leg or something like that. But this is a choice that you make. And remember, when you do this, you have no background unless you're extremely lucky. Mm -hmm. In other words, a girl grows up, a girl learns from her mother how to do makeup, etc. A girl learns about clothing, etc. What goes with what? Blah, 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 blah. You you don't. And let's pile on the fact that you can't see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got a bit of a problem. So not being able to see was an early childhood kind of something for well, you. I, I have uh, my my mother had german measles okay. which meant i was either born blind deaf or brain damaged i suspect it was blind and brain damaged but that's <laughs> but but be, being slightly facetious about that but whether that has any bearing on how i eventually turned out i honestly couldn't tell you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter was here i was a blind person to all intents and purposes 
doing a thing that would mean changing your whole external appearance to bring it into confluence, if you like, with how you felt inside. And believe me, that's hairy. You step out the door the first time, that is hairy, to say the least. I bet. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm thinking, did you have anyone who, who knew you that personally supported you? Did you have anyone? I did. My, my, my dear Mary Lou, who's now passed away, stuck with me. And I was so fortunate because although she wasn't happy with the idea, and who the hell can blame her? Mm -hmm. um, she made sure that no way would I go out that door looking stupid. Mm -hmm. And I also happened through doing a mm -hmm. music job for someone to be able to find one of the head people in the Mac makeup uh, company over here. It's a Canadian firm, I believe. And I said to her, how easy is it to do makeup if you can't see? She says, it's the easiest thing in the world. I'll teach you. Mm -hmm. So she did. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky on both counts in that sense. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So, but, so you had Mary Lou and you got that information and still, you had a lot of people that had known you as, that's what was your always name? That's, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> they knew you as that. They, they, suddenly, they, suddenly so, how did you feel in your own skin, knowing that other people were going you, to work? You get very, very sensitive to people getting the pronoun wrong. Mm -hmm, yeah. You can't help it. There is no, I, I challenge anyone on this earth not to be sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. when you first start. And of course, it makes them feel odd because they're frightened of getting the pronoun wrong because you're, especially with blind people, I had all sorts of trouble with blind people because I didn't do what a lot of people do, which is raise the voice up stupidly. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so your voice effectively is as near as makes no odds the same. And that to them is incredibly confusing. Other people can see you. Did the hormones make your voice higher? No, unfortunately, they don't. Now, the other way, if you're going from female to male, the hormones do drop the voice. But no, unfortunately, they didn't and they don't. Um, the only thing that you do, well, the only thing I realized that was essential to a certain degree is the modulation and the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, is, is, women modulate more than men do. Men tend to be a little more boring and sort of stick on the same sort of thing, you know, just vague variations, not much. So I, I went that route. Um, now, there are several other routes you can go. You can raise the pitch, and I've heard it done extremely well. I've also heard it done horribly. Mm -hmm. Or you can have what they call a tracheal shave, which removes part of the Adam's apple. Oh, my gosh. Which I didn't do because it's far too near where you're drawing breath. Oh, yeah. And so I don't want that to be wrong. Were you hmm? practicing for a while? Were you rehearsing? Were you kind no, of... No, like I let it happen. Wow. I thought, well, if it's going to, it will, um, based on how you feel and based on what you're wearing, etc. It will have, and it, to a certain degree, has. Not totally, but I'm, I'm comfortable with it, especially because of the age I am now anyway. I, I'm stuck with it. 
Well, yeah. So did you did you have a lot of people that you kind of had to say, no, I'm not that person now. I'm Chrissy. Yes. Um, the, <laughs> the difficulty was, well, not difficulty, but the, the most harrowing part of that was a guy who was working at the time for the London Arts Board, which is an offshoot of the Arts Council, which is a non-governmental organization dealing with funding for the arts. So, of course, I had to tell them this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so, in I walked to my supervisor's office with great trepidation. And I eventually told her. And she said, oh, you're not the first. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And that was that. Okay. And the, and the rest of the people were fine. Mm -hmm. So, that, that went okay. What, one of the things, what you, uh, and it's a, uh, kind of unwritten rule, if you like, is that you have to live within the chosen gender for at least a year before you can proceed any further to serious mm -hmm. things like surgery and the like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Within that year, you let as many people know, you change your name officially. So you get through that year and then you think, right, okay, better get things done here. You've gone so far, you might as well finish it. So I, as, as is my custom, and I did this with hormones as well, I did a serious amount of research mm -hmm. and found there was a lovely man, he turned out to be a wonderful man, in Belgium, mm -hmm. Brussels, who did surgery and had an incredibly high reputation. Have I got the money together? <laughs> <laughs> I toddled off to Belgium, which was rather nice because it was around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So they, they had their, their Santa Claus coming around the hospital wards and all that sort of thing and um, got that sorted. Wow. That is excellent. It well, sounds like, you know, you had some good resources. You had, and is that when you went into the surgery? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah we had corresponded and he'd had all the necessary records and stuff, you know. Um, so I got over there, we had a, an interview, said, yeah, there, it seems okay. So, um, in I went and out I came different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you remember how you felt? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, afterwards. Yes. It's, it's a feeling I, you, you'll never forget because at long last you, you've done what was necessary as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. you, you can't do everything, but at least superficially, mm -hmm. you have done as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know some are going to wonder, do you still have desire? Of course. No. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... Um. Can I see if you're going to ask the next question? Go on. <laughs> well, which one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was going. I knew it was going. Yeah. Uh, primary female. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's get that yeah, right. Up. You are female in how you how you look now and everything. Okay. So the next question: Some people would assume, does that make you? Did that make you gay? Strictly speaking, yes. Okay. If we're you know looking at it on a logical basis, absolutely, and I have no problem with that. And and that's just the way that my my brain works. Mm -hmm. To be with a woman as a woman. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't frustrating at all to you that you were with a woman. No, that side. side of it wasn't, which mm-hmm. in fact was a good thing because that I think is the way that Marilyn was able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had said, well, now I'm done with this, now I want to go find, you know. And, and, and we, in fact, after the transition, we lived for another 10 years uh, mm-hmm. before she passed away. And, and we were very happy as well. We, I, I can't say we weren't. We were extremely happy and close. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. That's so wonderful, and and it sounds like I mean she, she did well to, I come around. I know it was kind of a struggle. I didn't realize it doesn't sound like it was that much earlier when I knew you. I mean, I thought. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, this um, that it was just before, um, when I started ACB Radio. That was all going on. You know, started with ACB Radio. That was all going on. Mm-hmm. at the time yeah hey you know <laughs> lots of things lots of things but it sounds like you haven't had any regrets about it none whatsoever no not one mean, now i do know people that have yeah and um, i i i can only feel sympathy for them i really can that must be an awful thing to find but no absolutely no regrets whatsoever Mm-mm. has it changed some things for you? Which oh, made me a more optimistic person, I think. Okay. More optimistic, yeah, sure. Uh, because I don't have that hanging around, there's something wrong, I've got to sort it out. You know, that, so, so it, yeah, it, it, it's made me a more optimistic person. Although, these days, I despair sometimes because we are, or have been here in the UK, kind of vaguely media flavor of the year both good and bad Mm. don't know why but we are we have been and i'm afraid some of the more militant transgendered people have like their abusers if you like have taken things too far and i don't see the point to the to the extent that they now want self diagnosis of gender in other words they, I think the Liberal Party here are primarily involved in this, that you can say if you're female or male just because of your say-so. Oh, yeah, without going through... And I think that is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just do not understand it. But they, then, then the more militant would say, well, you would say that because you've been through the whole thing. And I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and women say, and rightly so... We do not want men who say that they're women, if you like, coming into to women's spaces. And I'm absolutely in agreement. I had a client who was, and I don't know what happened with him. I, he was someone else's client who came to me for some things. And he was really on the fence. He mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. One day he was a man. One day he was a woman. He would get, he would get mad if somebody called him the wrong one that day. You know, he would... He would, you know, say, well, they called me a man and I'm, I'm a woman today. And, you know, uh, and yeah. he would say some funny things. He would say, well, well, you women sure do carry a lot of crap around with you with those purses, you know. <laughs> yeah, men just off their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, that, that sort of thing, 
I can see why women don't like it. Mm -hmm. I really can. Because, you know, someone, it's like uh, I got ordained as a minister. I did not go through any kind of seminary. And there would be people who would say, well, that's wrong. You didn't go through and get those credentials. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want everybody to go the literal old school journey. Yes, but I think in this case, I think it's essential. Okay. Because I, I think women are right that you could have men invading women's spaces and say, no, no, I'm a woman today. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think they have every right to say, look, this really isn't yeah. God. I think I'll be a dog today. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. That's so true. I think, it, and, and yes, all right, so I've been through it all and, and what have you. And I think that is part of the ritual, if you like, or whatever. Do you think that it has to do only with being through it on the surgical level, or are there other, other levels? You know? I, don't, I don't know about you, but I am getting a little worried with the, the world of ours, God help us, that uh -huh. it, everything is becoming so sort of black and white like I that. Know. But in something like whether a person's gay or who the heck cares? It's not that black and white. It's a spectrum. And I think most things are... So here you are, and I wonder, because uh, you and I are in our senior years, do you think life is better as you've gotten older? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I, I also think that in terms of general living standards, my generation, at least in the UK, at the moment, as far as I can see, is the last generation that will have it easy or relatively easy. In my day... In my day, it sounds, sounds terrible, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Jobs, oh, yeah. were more, jobs were more frequent for the disabled, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many newly blind or blind kids coming through are going to get half-decent jobs? I suspect very few. And I, I think, you know, we got good pensions and things like that, which... Now the pension age here has gone up. It's going up to Lord knows what, 70, I think, eventually. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think, you know, young people can't get on the property ladder because the property prices have gone through the roof. No, I, I think we have been incredibly lucky. And, and, and you know, I, I, I bless every day for the luck I've had in that sense. Well, you actually have quite a time of your work in your life and it's mostly been performing right yeah yeah I, I i did day jobs to keep money coming in for bills and things but yes i uh i i am a musician keyboard player mm. and uh i've played in all sorts of weird places from uh, masonic lodges to uh down and out pubs mm -hmm. wow okay and you've been writing for a long time yeah, I, I, I write um, when the mood takes me. At the moment, it hasn't, but hey, it'll come around again. But I, I do all sorts of things from odd, interesting synth stuff to relatively commercial songs. So relatively commercial, they've been out there. Um, they've been, oh, they're out there, yes. I've got a couple of country albums out which are available on Spotify, Amazon, and all mm -hmm. online stores. Mm -hmm. You know. Great. That's wonderful. Yeah, Not yeah. that I would advertise, you understand. <laughs> yeah. So I know 
you spend a lot of other, you have a, spend a lot of time online with other people, don't you? Other blind people, predominantly, kind of a strong community. Yes, um, most of it tends to revolve around the radio stations, Global Voice, who were absolutely marvelous when Mary Lou passed away. It was just nice to have, you know, I could pick up the microphone or whatever at three in the morning and talk to someone, you know, and, and, and it was that that kept me going throughout all that because she, she had a brain tumor and there was all the uh, oh, not a nice side of that. Plus, once it had happened, all the flipping documentation and I could believe me, an American citizen over here married to someone from New Zealand, you're into doc documentation hell. Oh, it was absolutely murder. It really was. The U.S. government wanted this and they wanted that. No. And, you know, you're not feeling up to it. You, I don't uh -huh. really want no. this. Was she from the U.S.? Yes. Oh, yeah. And could she see? I don't remember. Yeah. Yep. No, she okay. could. She okay. could. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you suddenly had to deal with all of that. Yeah, I did. And, and you know, it, it was the radio station that kept me saying, ah, I schedule something nice to do. But, uh, you know, it, it was documentation hell. I, I assure you, never go through it, folks. Get all your documentation or at least know where it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's certainly important. I mean, fortunately, Mary Lou kept it all. But, you know, as a blind person going through screeds of paperwork <laughs> with, with an iPhone, it's not funny. No, no, no. And so no one to help? No one else? I did eventually get someone who fortunately was a bureaucrat to his fingertips. He'd been in the diplomatic service and what have you. He said, oh, we can sort this out. And he tore through it like a hurricane. It was wonderful. You told me you're not singing these days. No, no. I, I think the time, I, I think it's good to recognize your limitations. And my voice says to me, no, no, you can't do it like you could. Don't bother. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think what I will probably do if I write more songs, I'll get various people that I know who are good singers to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably rather than not write any more mm -hmm. uh, vocal stuff. I always I loved your music, though. It's so beautiful. Why, thank you. Coily. Mm -hmm. Filled with passion and yearning and and beautiful music ability absolutely beautiful music ability well I mean, it's a, it's a gift i've been blessed with if you like it's just there I, and quite frankly i probably take it for granted but hey it's there so okay. i mean you get you get to you get to count on it you get to kind oh, of yeah. Count, yeah. And count on yeah. it i mean that's it a good do. thing and yeah. i gather it's given you a lot of comfort or solace oh, yeah it has it, it has but it's also allowed me to be humorous as well and things like that and you know <laughs> push forward the odd silly idea just for the sheer fun of it which you can get away with in song that you can't get away with elsewhere i know you're passionate about um some issues related to people who are blind and things that you think people who are blind need to be able to conquer or do I think for years and years, the blind or the general intelligence of the blind community has been vastly underestimated. Mm -hmm. I think that, for example, what did we used to do? We used to teach people to touch type. 
so they could be in an office with a load of other typists and have those poor typists come and recorrect their work and all that. Why didn't we teach those blind people to be managers where they wouldn't have to do all that sort of stuff? They had people to do it for them. Mm-hmm. And I've never mm-hmm. understood why. You know, we are a cross-section of the community, so we are no more or no less intelligent than the rest of the community. However, we have a disability, and that's the first thing that people focus on, unfortunately, in terms of employment. But why we've never made more use of the intelligence pool that we have and have more blind people in responsible jobs, managerial jobs, if you like, I mean, I, I came up through the typing route and what have you. Um, and it went to audio typing, shorthand typing, then audio typing. Then the computers came in. That made life a lot easier in, in, in some respects and in some respects mm-hmm. not. And, and we, well, I suppose, did get better jobs. But even then, I think that in general, and I see it by... A lot of blind people I meet along the way, online, if you like, who you know and you can tell there is a good blob of intelligence there, but they're sitting at home doing absolutely nothing in terms of their life, if you like. They manage to get themselves a computer from somewhere. Lord knows where they get the money to get. It always amazes me. But then because of that, you find that some, and I stress some, have pretty poor social skills. And that's simply because they haven't been out in the working world, having the rough edges knocked off. You know, you don't get offended if someone says some little slight to you or whatever. And some do. And I think if you were in the workplace, you'd get that knocked out of you. Well, and like you said, there are some that don't, they're not even used to going and getting their own food. I know, I know. And and I, you know... There's a, um, you know, a couple that I, several that I know who get the food brought to them by their parents or what have you. And I said before, well, what happens when your parents can't do it? Right. I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> Bet you life you will. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I learned early that I didn't want it to be up to them because they might not pick things I liked, you know? Well, there is that, of course. There it is. Eat it up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. might have to wait a long time for it to be there convenient to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there are other people whose major outing is a walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Or they don't go anywhere unless they're picked up and taken there. They haven't thought of getting a cab, perhaps, or, God forbid, a bus. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I see you as someone who probably has helped to influence a lot of the people around you, whether they be broadcasters or listeners. I think you have given a lot of both that optimism, but also maybe some motivation and some encouragement for people to move out of those old comfort zones and take some risks. I don't know whether I have or not. I'd like to think I have, but it's not a deliberate thing. I mean, you, I, I am what I am. Take it or leave it, if you see what I mean. I, I don't think, yes, I, I'll do this, blah, 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 blah. But... I do have certain views on things and, and I'm quite 
prepared to make views known as as nicely as I can. I don't blunder in where angels fear to tread if I can possibly avoid it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I do think that we are not used anywhere to, to uh, having the, you know, use the capacity we have. And mm-hmm. we're not encouraged to use the, the, the capacity we have either. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's often seen. I mean, it's just assumed, you know. Here, hi, here, have a seat, you know, sit and just look pretty, you know. Yeah, or, that's you know, yeah and that's just the men. Be funny, you know, <laughs> whatever, but not, uh, let's, you know, what are all your talents? Yeah. You know, bring them to the table, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'd like to think it will change. I'm not sure it will because the job market, as far as I can see, will collapse because a lot of these jobs will be done by artificial intelligence. Then what do you do with the people you put out of work? Then what do you do with those lower in the pile, namely the disabled? Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's probably true for lots and lots of people. You wouldn't want to be responsible for making those decisions. Oh. I really wouldn't. Mm-mm. But I think uh, we need to look at this sort of thing now before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, knowing commercial companies, it'll creep up on us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got this new thing that can take over the job of a solicitor. Fine, good. Now bring it in. It costs less. You know what I mean? And, and we'll let it happen until suddenly we think, wait a minute. Yeah. We've got an unemployment rate of 25 or 30%. What are we doing? By which time it's too late. I heard years ago, people would probably be working stints rather than jobs rather than ongoing jobs but it still takes a certain amount of uh, having to be creative to find what's needed and take the initiative oh absolutely a lot of a lot of blind people are not taught to take initiative Mm -hmm. they are taught and unfortunately i blame or must blame the education system like the way I came through it. It may well be changed now, but I doubt it. They're taught to be grateful for the crumbs they get. Mm-hmm. Not to be a little bit belligerent, not to insist on things, not to insist on your on your rights or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Very, super important. Yeah. Mm. And it's one thing, it is good to be grateful, but not to the point of, you know, not to the point of... Not to the point of being servile almost. I, I, I use that term advisedly because I, so many are. Oh, thank you very much. You know, wait a minute. <laughs> it's what you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be appreciative. It's one thing to kind of think that that's all we can have. That's all we can do. And not wanting to rock the boat. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, very much so. And there are a lot that I think are afraid if they speak up, then they're going to be in, somebody's going to make it worse for them. And the, probably, and the trouble is, it may well happen. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's what is called life. Yeah. You get knocked back, you, 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 you press on, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you give up and you stay in your room all day playing with your computer. Well, that's that's what happens to some. And I know, I know, insulated, insulated world. Yeah, 
Yeah, very much so. And, you know, and they're, they're happy in that insulated world until something goes wrong and they, they're not able to cope with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, much as we like life to just bumble on in the same way, very nicely, thank you, day after day, something will come up and hit you. Mm-hmm. And you need the resilience to deal with it. Like document hell. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, you know, and I suspect that there are qualities or experiences that you got from your previous way of being that helped you to uh, know about taking initiative of being more bold and at the same time to blend that with oh the more feminine side softer side that's an interesting one um because you're you are presupposing there that men are bolder than women now i suspect it's a cultural thing, and at one time women were just as bold, but they have been put down by men for years. Mm-hmm. So having having established that, yes, I think you're right. There are things that I, I, I have brought from the other gender, if you like. I don't know what those things are. If you ask me to catalogue them, I don't know. Okay. But it, I, I think the simple way to put it is I brought me. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I imagine you had, you know, feminine aspects to who you were even back then. And, well, you know, yeah, it's not I, as clear cut. But hmm. I, I'm, were you still, were you raised to just sort of say, well, I'll just be thankful. I'll just be grateful. Yes, of course. Yes. I, I, went, I went to boarding school from the age of three. Mm. Uh, what they call the Sunshine Home in New Zealand. Now, the problem with that was... Transportation in New Zealand in those days was not very good. And we're talking the mid to late 40s, 1940s, that is, for those who can't remember them. Um, And schools at one end of the North Island and my home was at the other end of the South Island. And to do it by train would take three days. So consequently, we went home once a year. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the Christmas time then? Because remember, it's in the Southern Hemisphere, so Christmas in the summer. Mm-hmm. So you went home for your eight weeks or six weeks holiday or whatever, but you didn't go home for the other, you know, the, uh, as the Americans say, the other semesters. Mm-hmm. You uh, stayed, stayed at school. So, and, and, and if you couple with the fact that I, w- I was adopted at a very early age, so mm-hmm. the actual family bond was not strong. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. So I, I suppose one thing that makes you is independent to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You have to be because you don't have someone you can run to when you're a little kid and cry on their shoulders or get a cuddle from somebody. Yeah. So, you know, you, uh, you, you grow a sort of shell, I suppose. Sure. No, I did not even know you were adopted. That's interesting. So... Yes, from the the age of 14 months. Mm -hmm. And and even then, even that is peculiar. (laughs) Because would you believe I was adopted by a 19-year-old single girl who had a a wonderful mother who was this this wee Scotswoman, lovely person she was, 
And she said it was okay. And I don't know how they swung it with the authorities, but they did. Hmm. In fact, it was she who brought me over to England when they came over after the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II in 1953. They came back, her and her friend, and uh, said, right, we're all going to England. So she, her friend, her mother, and me popped on a boat. Five weeks later, here we were. Mm. What an interesting array of experiences you know that just gave you well i'm one of the few people who's actually stopped at pitcairn island which is a tiny little place in the south pacific mm -hmm. and, uh, we had a fire in the engine room of the ship uh, you know <laughs> it could have it did yeah after that we got here mm -hmm. what a lot of influences that's interesting even. yeah yeah i i think th that's the thing um the school had a big influence because I was extremely fortunate in that the children I grew up with, by sheer chance, were of, of good intelligence. I mean, they'd gone on to be in the music business in New Zealand, in, in publishing and all sorts of things. So the level of intelligence was high. We used to have huge stories late at night where people would take different characters. And these, these stories would go on for weeks and weeks, episode after episode. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was lucky in that sense. I wasn't held back. Um, as I suspect, blind people are now with this stupid business of putting blind people in mainstream schools. But that's, again, my personal view. And I think that holds people back. See, I, I was in mainstream, and I thought that was really a good thing. But what I don't like is when they have these aids with them all the time, because then they're not really in with all the kids, and they've got this special person that has a variety of pro and con kinds mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I do know of a couple of cases where the aids have virtually done the stuff for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. what sort of a person does that make you at the end of the day? Right. And then the child isn't, isn't a part of the group in many ways, which is sad. They're either not a part of the group or the group pet. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. oh, let's help the poor blind person. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be friends with you, poor blind thing. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the other way it can go. And that way is difficult because that the blind person doesn't necessarily learn the meaning of what true friendship is. Right, and it doesn't... Quite often the other person is a friend out of pity, which is awful. It is awful, and it doesn't let them know this is a safe place I can exactly. be. Yeah, exactly. You have so many wonderful experiences and, and gifts, and uh, what, el what else would you like for us to include in here? that we haven't talked about? Uh, I can't think of much else, actually. I think we, we, we've covered it pretty well. You bring so many gifts um, in your, you know, your station. I'm so proud of what you've been able to accomplish with that. It truly is global. And that's what I think most people wanted when they went there. Well, you see, I, when, I, when I left ACP Radio, which we won't go into all that, that's all for other bridge. But 
what I, I did decide that I would not have an us and them situation. Yes, we had to have a management team to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be decrees coming down from on high, etc. I've, I've worked in places like that where you're a little cog in a machine, a little typist or whatever, no say in anything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, have, you have to ask the typing supervisor if you can use the phone and all that sort of stuff. I've been there, done that, and I thought, no way. If I ever run anything, it will be on a much more trusting basis. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, nine times out of ten, I mean, there are the odd times, but say um, we have a, 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 a slight discussion about, let's say, a promo or something for the station. And my attitude is, no, I have a promos director. They make the decision. Don't bring it to me. I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have the yeah, power yeah. And, the, and the management ability to make that decision yourself. Right. You do empower people. And, um, and a lot of what I remember also about how you do that is with just so much fun. I mean, that's when I thought of, oh, I miss Chrissy and I want to get back in touch. Part of it was, oh, my God, I miss all the fun we had. You can't, you, you so can't take life too seriously. It, it's, no. it, 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 it's stupid in many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you see silly things go on around you and you say, you know, yeah, life's quirky. And I hope it remains so. Yeah, Exactly. That's how I describe people. You know, there's a lot about whether people are perfect, imperfect, blah, 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 flawed. This, you know what? I think people are quirky. We humans are just quirky. Oh, I hope so. And our lives are quirky. Yeah, and that's not bad. Well, I, I hope so because I suspect and fear that large corporations, governments, etc., would rather us not be quirky, would rather us be very docile, little, little cannon fodder. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, folks... Be quirky, you know. Yep. Um, gone like here in the UK. Gone are the days of the great British eccentric. I wish they'd come back. I really do. I, I think that you know, like you can't take all of life seriously. That is not to say there aren't serious points. Of course there are, which you need yeah. to take seriously. But you know, you can't. You can't be waiting forever and saying this. This is too good. It's going to hit me sometime. It's bound to be wrong. It's bound to, you know, you can't do that. Otherwise, it'll happen, folks. Yep. Yeah. If you keep focusing on it being negative, it will be. Yeah, I'm afraid it will. That's right. Yeah. Well. So I, I, I just bumble through life as best I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I think you have joy in your days. It sounds to me like you have joy in every day. And I do. I, you know, I, I miss Merido therapy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also learning that there is a joy in living on your own as well. You can do what you want when you want. If I want to get up at eleven o'clock in the morning, I'll do so. If I want to stay up till four in the morning working on some music, I can do so without worrying. I'm going to wake someone else or mm-hmm. upset them or whatever. And there is a certain joy in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent. Well, um, how can people reach you if they want to give give some? Uh, yeah, well, um, you can reach me by email at Chrissy. That's C H R I S S I E at the Global Voice, which is all one word. T 
T-H-E-G-L-O-B-A-L V-O-I-C-E. Sounds like a mantra, doesn't it? Dot info, I-N-F-O. So it's Chrissy at the global voice dot info. Um, I am on, let's see, I'm on Skype at Chrissy.rose. I am on Zoom. Uh, I can't remember the meeting ID right now. Um, WhatsApp. And you're on, you're on, oh, WhatsApp, Okay. I'm on Twitter at TGV Chrissy. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. I, I I try and stay away from face face ache, Facebook. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just think they. This is what I was talking about about large corporations. I think they just gather far too much data for yeah. my own good. Mm-hmm. And the global voice. You want to give people? They can just go to. They can go to. Um, it depends. The globalvoice.info is the main website. Okay. Uh, there again, the global voice, all one word, T-H-E-G-L-O-B-A-L-V-O-I-C-E dot info. And you can listen to live things there. You can listen to the live stream. You can download programs from the program gallery, which effectively is podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all good things, new things coming on the website and TGV Productions, which is our production arm of the global voice where we have help if we can young musicians we've got a good bunch of people who are very good in production and are only too willing to help uh so have a look at that page as well i've gotten you on TuneIn. on yes we're on TuneIn radio as well yeah. we're going to be on a few more thanks to our new web designer i think we're going to be on a few other platforms as well come January the 1st. Good for you. I'm not sure what they are yet. I can't remember them. I've looked at the new website, but Mm -hmm. quite quite a lot of different outlets. Wow. Excellent. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really am. I know people are going to be happy. They're going to be like wanting to get in here and hear you and probably reach out. So excellent. You're, you're good for my ego, Debbie. Thank you ever so much. But I, I'm, I've, been, I've been happy to be on here. And, it, and it's good to be back on ACB radio again. You know, I mean, it's where I started it. I started yeah. It's great to have you. And, and we appreciate all you did for us with ACB radio. The American Council of the Blind plays an important role in the daily lives of blind and visually impaired individuals all over the country. Whether it's making products and services more accessible for the blind, advocating for appropriate education for blind students, issuing scholarships to deserving college students, fighting for accessible currency, along with a host of other issues, it takes contributions from all of us. You can help by joining the monthly monetary support program, MMS. It's a great opportunity for members and friends to make sure these efforts continue. What ACB does enhances all of our lives. For more information, go to our website, acb.org, click on the donations link, go to the MMS tab, and enter. Or call 612-332-3242. We are Friends in Art. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We sing, compose songs and poems, play musical instruments, read and write books, paint pictures, and take photographs. We are playwrights, potters, sculptors, weavers, and storytellers. 
We are members of the audience and patrons of art museums. We celebrate beauty in all that surrounds us. We are friends in art. Join us in the art parlor for stimulating interviews, thoughtful conversations, and the latest art-related information. Coming soon to ACB Radio. So thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for all of the exciting things yet coming to ACB Radio, especially to mainstream. And thank you, Chrissy, for all that you have shared with us and all the ways in which you have dared to live on the inside track of your life. And thank you to each of you who do the same, who dare to live on the inside track. Happy New Year. Happy January 2020. Whether you think it's a new decade or the next year is the beginning of the new decade. In any case at all, wow. (laughs) Forward we go. And thanks again for being here. Bye for now. I'm Debbie Hazelton. Debbie Hazelton.